G'day, my name's Christian. I've quit my corporate job so I can spend more time with my daughters and have amazing chats with regular people in Sydney because life's too short not to do something you love. I hope you enjoy my podcast. Well, here's another episode of Aussie Uber, the podcast. And I'm just blessed that the passengers that get in my car are willing to share their stories. And I'm also lucky enough that I have the passengers that also want to expand the reach of the podcast. And thanks to Lucy from the Sydney Morning Herald, who reached out after being a passenger. And then we did a story together, which featured just incredible. And following on from that, I had a call from a current affair on Channel 9. And Nat and the crew came out to do a an episode for A Current Affair, which is still blowing my mind. So I'm terribly grateful. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And I look forward to sharing more stories along the way. So next trip this morning is Sandy. 16-minute trip. A bit of hand sanitizer in the back there for you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Just let you know the microphone in the middle is just me recording for my podcast as well, so you can download that on the way and listen to that. Okay, well, that's pretty good. You can, you can do two things at once. Exactly. Okay. Multitasking. That's now, where are you heading to? Townsville today, but I'll be traveling a little bit around Queensland for my work. So what do you do for work? I'm actually a basketball coach. Is that right? Yeah, I am. Who do you coach? The Australian team. Right. Yeah. So I'm back to watch the league. They have a little soft hub up there playing the WNBL league. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, just keeping the eyes on some of the evaluating them. So it'll be good. So the bodies that you've got in the bags at the back, <laughs> are they any of the team? No. You know, I'm here for two months. So I thought I actually live in America. So right. I will go back in two months, but I had to extend it out a little bit. So, so who, who's, who's the focus at the moment of the Australian team? Hey, they're all the focus. You got, of course I've got they are. 23 in the squad, 18 are playing in the WNBL. So, but uh, Liz Cambage, I'm sure you know I've yep. heard of her. So, yeah, so she's up there. So, we're wow. good to get up there and out of quarantine now. So, awesome. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing the Australian gig for? I was, uh, I, I was um, signed on end of 2017. Okay. Uh, so, all 2017. How have the girls gone? Actually, early 2017. Right. Um, no, we, we've done well. Um, 2018, we, we silver medalists at the World Cup. Um, and now, obviously, the Olympics were postponed. So yeah. Hopefully, that will go ahead. So, hopefully, we can get win another medal there. Yeah, who did they silver to? The US? Yeah. 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 US have won um, the last, we were in the Olympics, the last six Olympics. So. Have you coached at the Olympics? I've played in... For Olympics, have you I really? haven't uh, coached yet, so it'll be a new thing for me. How did you go in your Olympics? We, uh, I made 1990, 1988, so yep. I'm, I'm kind of old. So we finished uh, fourth there, and, and then we didn't qualify for the Barcelona Olympics, and, which is obviously heartbreaking, but then we won our first ever medal in 96, uh, a bronze in Atlanta, and then we won a silver in Sydney, and then won another silver in Athens. And then I was old and retired and went into coaching. <laughs> What's it like to win a, a medal? Oh, there's nothing better. I mean, there's nothing better than playing for Australia, obviously. So, uh, 
and it's great. I mean, obviously, pressure on me now to keep winning those medals, and that, but that's the goal. I don't mind the pressure. Yeah, I guess that's what you strive for, though, isn't it? Is yeah. You strive for that pressure to do yeah. doing the best job you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's all you can do. You can prepare. So that's why I'm back for two months. I let my family is not with me, so you know, I have to be without them. I have two kids too. So. Where, where are you based in the US? In Phoenix. I coach there as well. Arizona. Mm -hmm. Nice. So who do you Best coach in Arizona? I coach in the WNBA, the Phoenix Mercury. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was it hard making the team? Were there, was there a lot of competition back when you were playing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there always was. I mean, I was lucky. I was, I was actually 18 when I first made the team and I was there for 18 years. And wow. So I was, you know, but it's, it's hard. It, it gets harder and harder every year. The talent level gets better and better. But So when you decided time was enough? I was getting my body was breaking down. I was about, down. <laughs> about to say, were you getting tapped on the shoulder to say? No, no I kind of knew it was probably time to leave then too. I mean, I was th just turned thirty six. So yeah. I had a good wicket, had a good run, so it was time to to move on and do other things. So. What's the greatest game you've ever played in? Oh, it wasn't my best game, but the Sydney Olympics, the gold medal game. I mean, just to be in front of our home fans was pretty amazing something you'll never forget but the world cup actually here this is a if your podcast is on the world cup for women is in uh, in sydney in 2022 so the 12 best countries will be here so yeah, that'll, that'll get great that, that'll make it but yeah no it's i had a good playing career so what position I, did you play well guard position i was more of a shooting guard that i could swing to the point guard position um, so yeah in the back corner i could shoot the ball were there other, other sports at the time you chose basketball that you could have done that were you were sort of umming and ahhing about? Well, when I was young girls, I actually was pretty good at track and field, long jump. Yep. I was Australian champion um, when I was 12. So this is my uh, daughter's... It's on, her, her daughter's... Uh, my daughter's friends call... She's linked to my phone. Oh, so I've got, got the same. They're getting on a FaceTime. Yeah, I got the same. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, so it's yeah. nice to you. Like, oh, absolutely understand what you're it's talking on about. Silent because um, it's in the middle of the night. Well, it's only they've just got it at school over there. So, so you were long jump champion. Yeah, back, back in the day. Yeah, back when I was twelve. But I was doing track and field, and but I never had as much passion as I did in basketball. So it was an easy decision. It wasn't a hard decision. My dad probably thought. My dad actually initially thought I could do better at um, track and field. That's which is. So untrue, um, but the, so I'm glad I didn't follow uh, what he said. So how did you get into basketball then? My sister was playing. I just went to watch her one day, and my uh, my um, you know a, a country team. My my dad's a sugarcane farmer, so I grew up in, you know about 35 minutes outside of Mackay, and they were just it was a team from out there was just looking for players. So I filled in, and yeah, I loved it. Did, I did okay at it. Yeah, that no, was good. And do your kids play sport? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. My son's, he's almost 14. He's obviously in basketball. And my daughter plays soccer and basketball. She's only 10, but they play, they play sport. I mean, although it's a little hard in America at the moment, so. Yeah. It's, you know, Australia's like doing so well over there. I mean, the rest of the world, true. What was the, uh, what was the quarantine like? Look, it was okay. I've just, um. Yeah, we uh, we went. I've always been pretty careful because you know we went in WNBA. We were in a bubble in Florida, yep. like the NBA, um, IMG. So preparing for that, you know, I just you just had to be careful. So for me, like I feel really rested actually because coming from a WNBA season, I was kind of exhausted after that, and with the kids getting getting back into the room. 
active, it's always busy. So I feel rested, I watched a lot of games, I did a lot of work. Um, so yeah, I watched a lot of TV shows. Yeah, too, I bet. Of course. What did you do to stay like mentally like switched on though? I mean, surely there were some down times there where it was tough. No, see, I, I suppose it's just me. I know everyone's different, but for me, um, I work from home when I'm not, you know, at, the, at training and at right. the practice facility. So it was, it was okay. And it, but at least I had, you know, I was planning, you know, obviously looking at all the games, talking to people, talking to other coaches, talking to players. Um, you know, I could pass my time. It kind of went a little early. I, I rented some workout equipment. Yeah. And you know, so I'd work out an hour a day. Sometimes I'd even do something in the afternoon just to kill some time too. Yeah. So. So yeah, no, it was it was okay, but for some, I'm sure it'd be very hard. But for me, it's, it's okay. I'm used to. I've lived all around the world, so you know, I used to coach in Russia too. So in, once we got home from training, you never wanted to go out. It's too cold. Wow. <laughs> so you know. How big is the Australian roster? Um, the only twelve make the team, but at the moment I have an extended squad of twenty three. So I hope to have a camp early Jan, and then you know make some cut downs and hopefully plan some other things who knows what's going to happen what's it like to have that conversation with someone who's number 14 or 13 terrible <laughs> that's the worst part of my job yeah I bet because number 23 number 22 look you know you got a little bit more growth yeah yeah. you know we'll see you in a couple of years see how you go yeah that's all you can do I mean it's just you know do you have the parents get involved no no, no. they wouldn't make the team if the parents got involved gosh no not at this level what if it wasn't their, What if it wasn't the person's fault? The parents sort of said, "Look, you know, I think my daughter's, you know, a lot better than what you're thinking she is." They stay out of it. I mean, it's a national they know. team. It's a senior. Yeah, yeah. They get it. I mean, it's their their job is to support their their daughters. You know, everyone wants to make it. And, you know, we're all going to face adversity at some time, isn't it? It's how we respond out of that. So, That's it. I mean, we have great high character players, and, and they, you know, I've had to make hard decisions, but they're still in the squad. They're still working hard, and they get better and better, and their opportunity will come. And that's all you can say. You're going to stay the course, keep, you know. Give yeah, because people get injured. You know, yeah, people pe- get injured. People just know? stop, or, you know, there's things happen. I get it. Yeah. Look at, going into the World Cup, I had to replace two players that I cut because I had injuries. Really? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we still we ended up with the silver medal still, so it's great. It says a lot about them. They can come in, they've been in the program before, they just slide straight in, so it's kind of. You know, it's an easy transition. It's a credit to them. You know, yeah. Aussies are. You know, we've got a great reputation, re- reputation all around the world. We just mean, you know, hard work is really fundamentally sound. Um, great teammates. That's yeah, great. it's what we build our our. Um, I guess that's part of our character. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what you love about it. Yeah. You know, and and when they stray off course, it's like you know, you put them straight back on because like, no, nah, that's not what we do. Stop being. It's not about you. It's yeah. About it's about us. So just getting the culture right. But we. You know, they're, they're great. You know, I enjoy coaching. It's fun. What's been your hardest loss, apart from the Olympics, where you finished second? Even as a coach, what's been your... Look, anything, like coaching in the WNBA too. I mean, any game when it's a playoff game, and um, every loss is hard, to be quite honest. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, yeah. every loss. It doesn't, you know, the bigger the game, obviously, the more it hurts. But, um, you know, I haven't even watched the game in the WNBA this year we lost in the second round on a, at the end of the game and um, I haven't really watched that yet because it's still hurts. really really I will but maybe not quite yet yeah just so, give, it, give, it, give it a bit of time yeah yeah I'll get there I'll get there so. 
It's hard. It must be hard from a coach's perspective, but I'm going to ask this question because I quite like it. There are, obviously there are different levels of players. Who's the best player in Australia at the moment? Not just because of being in the team, but who's the best? Well, actually, no, let's look at that. Who's the best up and coming player? There's a few actually. If you're watching the league right now, Shyla Hill, okay. Maddie Rochi, a young girl uh, had her first exposure in the WBL at Jade Melbourne. Um, she's 18. So and killed it. Talent. She's, they're doing really well. They've um, I've never seen Jade Melbourne play until this year in the season, and, and she's doing. You know, she's impressed me. So she's the future. You know, Shyla Hill and Maddie Rochi are both in the national team. So yep. they're the young players coming up. Shyla's only 19. And, and Maddie's 21, I believe. So, you know, that's, which is good as you move forward because, you know, older players retire. So, at least as a national coach, you want, you know, where's the, you know, what have we got moving forward? Can we maintain that ranking, you know, second in the world? Because you need really good players to do that. Yeah, your longevity of 18 years, though, that that's surely that's rare. Yeah, it's pretty rare, quite honest. Um, what kept you, what kept a, you going, though? It's impossible. But, you know, I mean, I love the game. I just... I knew when it was time to retire, but I was just so driven and motivated and I loved it. You know, I loved the preparation. I lived, I played in Germany, you know, I mean, you talked about, you know, I lived over there and played professionally. We had to live, I haven't lived in Australia for so long because I had to go overseas to play. We have a great league here, but when there was conflict, I'd play WNBA and play in Europe and, you know, come back only for national team. But it was... Yeah, I just love playing. I suppose I still love the game. That's why I'm still in it. <laughs> what was that? I mean, when you when you finished the, the the day after you retired, and then the people people are still training, people are still playing. What was it like to then not play that next game? Well, you know, I mean, that's a good thing. I actually, we, my husband had had a job in um, Valencia, Spain, so I flew back there and was just helping him and just planning what was next and. I suppose I was mentally and physically done by then. Yeah. You know, it's been a long career. You try and, and once you, you know it's the end, and then you can actually let go. It, I kind of, you know, it, it, it took me a while, an adjustment. It's not easy when professional athletes retire. You know, it, we're all different. And I, you know, I, you know it, was, it was hard for me for the first few weeks. I was, you know, but after that, it's you find purpose okay I want to coach let's reach out I want to coach in the WNBA so yep. I put my you know ceiling high but you know lucky enough I got a job and the rest I... is history I've been in there I've been coaching since 2005 in the WNBA as an assistant or a head coach now with Phoenix so awesome it's been pretty cool I picked up this guy called Geroid he was an, uh, an Irishman and about six months ago maybe and he got in the car and I sort of we got chatting and I said so what is it that you do um and he was actually an ex-Olympic Irish rower. Really? Been to three Olympics. Wow. And he said, obviously, the heartbreak was missing out by 0.04 of a second yeah. in, in rowing. I, but And it's hard. I mean, you train for so long. You yeah. know, so much work goes into to being an athlete. And when you don't achieve your goals, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I mean... Well, he, it's funny because I said to him, what do you do now? And he said he actually has a business that transitions elite athletes into real life. Smart. And, and that's... We have that now too. I think every uh, league is doing that because it is a big adjustment. Well, you look at you all know, the AFL players and NRL, any yeah. sport. I mean, yeah. they go from earning this. I mean, I'd be interested to know what the, the, the salaries are like for, for women's basketball. I would assume they're nowhere near as 
as high as what no, no, other sports. No, no, not at all. That's why our players now, they play the WNBA. We had a new collective bargaining agreement. They get paid more now for the short time we're in the league. But then they have to go overseas and to, to you know, to add to their salary. They yeah. play in Europe. So we play all year round. But that's okay. We're a young league in the WNBA. And, but all these other all these other elite sports, you know, because basketball is an elite sport. Yep, yep. But all these other elite sports that get paid all these multi millions, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, they come out with nothing because yeah. they gamble it, yeah. they spend it. So what they earn ten thousand, they live the ten thousand dollar life. Yeah. Which is sad. I, I never did that. So. <laughs> well, I was lucky enough. I had Fitzy in my car, uh, Ryan Fitzgerald, who's the ex AFL player, big brother. He, he's a commentator on Nova, yeah, 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 uh, no, radio presenter. Yep. He was in my car as a celebrity chat, and what the AFL did back when he was playing is they still took some of that money and put it away. Smart. And what you did is when you transitioned out of AFL, they gave you something like ten thousand a year. Yeah. But it just helped yeah. transition that part through. So um, it does. I mean, yeah. like in the NBA now, they have programs too. Like they, you know, because these young kids they got nothing, and then they're they're a first round pick, and they're getting five million dollars their first year. Crazy. So. You know, it's more knowing, you know, they have people, they give them lessons and they, you know, educate them. But most of them have to get, you know, financial advisors and paying them. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just helping them understand. I think the women are a little bit better off. Um, oh, that there's regard. no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I, you know, for me, I don't need a, f- I have a nice car. I don't need the fanciest car. You know, I don't need... You know, my daughter wants Gucci bags. I'm like, yeah, get the Gucci bag. You're ten, number one. Yeah. And and number two is I'm not wasting money on a bag. <laughs> Whereas you know I could. I have the same conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's I like, have the well, same why? conversations. You know, who cares what kind of car you're driving? If you know, it gets you like, A and B, it's air conditioned yeah. and it's comfortable. Yeah, and it's That's safe. what it's all about. That's, it. That's exactly it. You know, so but yeah, no, it's funny. I like nice things, but I don't need the extravagant things. I get it. So what's on the horizon for you now with the, with the girls? Um, yeah, I'll go and watch the rest of the season yep. up in Townsville and Cairns. And then I'll have Christmas my family with my family outside of Mackay. And okay. Beach. And then, um, yeah, I hope to have a camp early January and then head on back to America. Go see my family after two months being away. My husband may need it by then. <laughs> Do you speak to him every day? Yeah. FaceTime, you know, that's the beauty of it. FaceTime is fantastic. You feel like you're there. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, you would speak to him multiple times. He probably gets sick of me not calling him. Nah, God no. <laughs> Especially in quarantine. God no. Now, get who are you flying? If I'm uh, showing the beach the next Yeah, that's, that exact, that's it. That's uh, it. Uh, Qantas, thanks. No dramas. Well, I wish you all the best for the upcoming season. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got my daughters are, you know, eight, eight and 12. My eldest one, she's. She did basketball at school, and she does it now. Yeah, cool. She loves it. I mean, look. See how it starts. Yeah, she loves surfing. She loves netball and basketball. The youngest one, she's more into, you know, the gymnastics and that sort of stuff. But yeah. I'll never, ever say to them, don't play a sport you don't yeah. want to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I grew up, it was cricket and football. Yeah. Mate, like, cricket and football. Yeah. And you don't, like I said, kids should be playing as much sport and experiencing as different, you know, different because you don't know what's really what's going to be your best sport not everyone's going to be a professional athlete but what's maybe you know we all got something that we're you know going to be really good at this is fine that's exactly it we went to the beach last night for an hour just because it was it wasn't overly warm but we just said instead of sitting at home yeah. let's just go to the beach it's and good. my daughter's younger oldest one she's getting into surfing or she's into it now yeah. well into it because they had it as an elective at sport at school 
Awesome. Uh, year six, an elective for surfing. Unbelievable. Fantastic. But we went down there for an hour just because it, A, we weren't in, inside the house, yeah. and B, you never know where they're going to find that passion for that sport. Yeah, so true. So we yeah, absolutely love it. You just never it. know. You've got to give them so many experiences. Totally. Um, so that's cool. I mean, that's great that you get out and about and do that. So, we but try. Thank you. I appreciate the ride. No dramas at all. Let me get the bags out for you because yeah. they are heavy. I know. Let's see if uh, I do have three bags, but I, I You're right. You look fit enough. Yeah. Well, that was Sandy, Australian women's basketball coach. Oh, she was cool. Again, you just don't know who you're going to get in the car. The Australian women's basketball coach. Love that. Some good advice for young people to try lots of different sports. You never know which is the one that you're going to, uh, you're going to take on. Good story, like that, Sandy. Well, well done, and all the best for the upcoming tournaments and competitions. How are you, Stacey? Hello, mate. How all right, you? champion. What's going on? Oh, just popped down from the Gold Coast for some meetings, and it's pissing down, and it's mate, cold. Get it, man. This is the warmest shit I got on, so. I'll give you a jump. I haven't got any. Nah, you'll be all right. I'll be all right, mate. But I'd be out. Uh, do you have an mate, iPhone charger, man? You go for it, brother. I'm dying, and my Mac is not charging. Go, go, go. I hope this works. There we go. Yeah, cool. It's on my phone. It's on my phone. That's Here a we good go. start, bro. Mate, just let you know there's a microphone in the middle, which is me recording for my podcast. Okay. Go I, hope I hope you don't mind. I'm the only one in the world, and I found out today that my <laughs> podcast is number 35 in Australia. Wait, and so this conversation will go on the podcast? We don't know, mate. We don't know. I better watch my tone. Depends what we... <laughs> I won't be jumping you then. Dep no, bloody, I wouldn't. <laughs> Depends what we're talking about, boss. Now, what are you up here for? Uh, so, yeah, i got a little media company, mate, so I just start uh, coming down for the standard old meet meetings and greetings. Media, what do you mean? In what regard? Basically sell advertising and content on a bunch of different websites in music and gaming. So, yeah. just but, Surely you'd be killing it. Um, go, go, we go all right. We go pretty good. It's been... Uh, what sort of advertising do you special? Is there a field or is there a... Uh... It's digital. So okay. Digital advertising and activations, basically, so... We worked on the Rolling Stone Music Awards recently. And, Hello. Um, yeah, like we've got big booze companies working with us and all the guys. So, yeah, we do a bit of everything. Awesome, mate. You, now, you got to talk about music. You've got a bit of ZZ Top about you. It's getting there, isn't it? It's getting there, boss. <laughs> that is Hopefully. awesome. How long have you had that for? Uh, it's about seven or eight years, I think. And um, I promised my missus about three years ago I'd shave it off with and I'm 39 now, so... When do you turn 40? January. Oh, are you going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. She's never seen my face, so I could get into a divorce. Is that right? Have you got yeah. no photos of when you were pre-beard? Well, she's seen the photos. But it's, but not, it's not the same as in real life, it's is it? It's not the same as real life, because yeah, it's just not that good in real life, to be honest with you. <laughs> Take a good photo. What made you start growing <laughs> a beard, then? Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. 
just laziness and then... The, well, I've never been able to shave to the skin because I've got sensitive skin. And, okay. And that's a bad excuse to grow a beard, but I was just taking the piss and I had a competition with my mate and I actually pulled out of it um, and had to shave one time for work and I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll go again. And uh, Are you winning now? Oh, yeah, he's, he's got nothing. Is that right? It's hard to get a beard this long. It's, uh, oh, it's a little bit. There's a little bit of ginger in there. There's a lot of, fucking, there's a lot of ginger because <laughs> my head isn't ginger. But my. Uh, oh, no, I get it, man. Yeah, I got it. I'm with you. Uh, How long have you been with your missus for? Uh, married for two and a bit years. And, uh, oh, so you, well, this could her. this could be the divorce. Oh, mate. Could be good. Could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, mate. I love yeah, it. What about yourself, buddy? How are you going? I know, mate. I'm uh, single. Single dad to two beautiful girls. I oh, see. Um, but yeah, mate. I, I this this year. This is as long as it gets. Yeah. And mate, I'm a little bit older than you. I turned 52 weeks ago. Oh, there you go. You're looking good, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That will definitely make the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, mate. I just yeah, you know, mate. Life's too short not to have a bit of fun with it, you know. So I love it. Now, what uh, what's the meeting today? Where are we going now? Well, you're going to lunch. Yeah, going to a second lunch for the day. So this one will be a smaller one for me. But uh, yeah, just uh, these guys represent um, a bunch of different clients. They're an agency. And uh, this is about their home entertainment brand. Nice. Um, so they're potentially coming on board for um, some more um, more deals and some more opportunities. Awesome. Space. Yeah, this, so. this is your business? Yes. yes. Right, more power to you, boss. Mate, how would you be? How would you be if you went and got your beard shaved a day or two before the fortieth, or a day or two after, and then just turned up at your missus's work or something? How do you reckon she'd react? She'd fucking lose it. She's definitely, yeah. She would. I don't think she's going to like what's under here. Was oh, that right? No, I don't know, mate. To be honest, the, uh, she did, I definitely didn't win her over with my good looks. It must have been my charm. Of course, she did. She's boss. a good sword. And, uh, do you reckon you're batting above your average? 100%. No way, man. No way. You're a stunning looking bloke. <laughs> and if ZZ Top are ever looking for, you know, a yeah, standing, sure. uh, you can just put a guitar around that neck of yours. Yeah, pretend to play and away we uh, go. You're off and running, champion. You're <laughs> off and running. I love it. That's the one. So what, do you cut this down afterwards? Or is yeah, it like a live link? Or? No, not a live one, but um, yeah, I mean, you, you'll definitely make it in some short form. Because yeah. I love that beard chat, man. Like, there's... <laughs> People will relate to it. And with the stories I get to share, uh, you know, some are pretty grim, some are pretty yeah, awesome. I can imagine. Um, but yeah, mate, this is, I like this one. This is a bit, a bit of a laugh. Um, yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit of fun to start with, matey. I, I would say to my mates, I'd say, look, I picked up. Now, is Stacey your name? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I'll be like 99% of the rest of the population <laughs> who would think, and you're my only oh, guy, Stacey, you've yeah, had in the car. Yeah, yeah. Did you no. cop much shit when you were younger? Pretty good fighter. Oh, oh Jesus! Man. <laughs> Rightio, son. Rightio. No, mate, you look like I copped a lot of shit, mate. Because every school I went to, there was always a female Stacy there first, and um, yeah, obviously innocent baggings. Um, but no, I never. What was the biggest there. ruck you got into because of it? I don't think I've ever had a full blown one over this one. Probably a little bit of niggle, maybe a bit of push and shove. But, but... when you're your size, they don't they don't tend to come back too fast, do they? No, they don't. Generally, uh, <laughs> away. I was a late bloomer. I was only a little fella. Now I'm a big nugget. There's so, no doubt about uh, that, boss. That's it. So no, no, Stacy. Those I've actually met two Stacys. The first bloke I met, a male Stacy, uh, 
mate, we had a bit of a moment. Uh, it was. Is that uh, right? Yeah, because you just, you just never, you copped a fair bit of grief over your time. A bit of a man crush and on the other Stacey. I was just like, no way, because he didn't look like me at all. He was a big, tall, skinny fella from the UK. And we gave each other a cuddle and, um, <laughs> and uh, said, this, is, this has been great. Um, That's ridiculous. How, how well he, he was a boxer. Oh, is that and, right? Uh, yeah, and I think it also. Well, boy named Sue, right, from Johnny Cash. Oh yes. I think it relates. My old man's from the bush too, so probably thought. Uh, Did you ever give your old man shit and say, "Listen, you know, I love you, but yeah. what were you doing? What well, were you thinking?" Well, my mum's a ballet teacher, mate, so she was after a couple of girls, and she got two big unit blokes who played rugby and boxed. And um, do you reckon that was just her little her little flashback to having a you know, hoping for a girl? Deal. Yeah, fuck that. 100%, 100%. Yeah. If she, I can't have it, I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. Make him, uh, Make him me, earn it. She made me do ballet too. You should have seen <laughs> me go in a little time. <laughs> she did not. Bloody hell, she did She that. did not. It was ballet followed by rugby. So that yeah, that's a, na- that's a natural transition, natural isn't it? Natural transition, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> when you were playing, any of the ballet moves come out, a little, pi- a a little pirouette. <laughs> and a ronde jean from time to time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. That is awesome. Times, mate. Is good your brother, he's a, he's a big lad? Uh, he's, yeah, yeah, he's a pretty big dude. He's actually like a jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. You uh, don't muck around, do you? He didn't waste his time. In What's his dancing. name? Don't tell me it's Sally or, I'm, or you're getting he's out. He's got a girl's name too. His, no, name's, his name's Riley. <laughs> I can't. You can't. This, this is not true. When it's, I saw, uh, when, when, when you waved to me. You're looking when for you, a hot bird, weren't you? <laughs> mate, I'll be honest. My hopes were dashed when you started waving to me. I was yeah. like... Okay, maybe Stacy's booked it for this lad. Yeah, maybe the PA is Stacy, but I can't. <laughs> Stacy and Riley. Yeah, that's oh, it. you were destined. Oh, that well. is awesome, mate. You made my day. Now, it's a mess. Mate, you, you rest assured, <laughs> champion. You're on the podcast. Oh, good to hear. That is good awesome, mate. If you do have kids, yeah. are you going to fuck with them like your parents fucked you? 100. <laughs> 100. What are you going to call them? You got a girl. What are you going to call her? Frank. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Look at a boy like Sally or something that could never be both. Oh, yeah. oh I've got a headache. I've got a headache from laughing. <laughs> that is, that, you've made my day, mate. You really good. have. I need a laugh, so that's good. There that's we good. go. There we um, go. How do, how do you reckon this next meeting's going to go? There we go, good. Yep. We go, yeah, yeah. So I, I know the head of this team, and oh, um, I've, I've met them a couple of times. This is, uh, yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, have a laugh and yeah, that's it we're just going to have a laugh and then you do the business on the email and proposals and away you go nice man well when you see how big this becomes this Aussie Uber podcast <laughs> mate give me a shout and I'll, I'll get uh, you some I'll... ad revenue through yeah. it for sure mate we're going down this alley I have alley. No do you idea know, where you... we're going mate this says Market Row Sushi and Grill York Street so let's must just be. that's York up there yeah so let's just, just get up there mate because I don't really fan... I... no no you won't be able to get you're a big lad and I like the fact that you can protect us if we're in a bit of trouble but um... <laughs> I can't protect you against needles and junkies oh he's up mate I need your help I need, uh, I need, I need a bit of muscle I think it's in there you boss there we go mate Christian. Christian. Mate, it's a pleasure to meet you, mate. John's my name. (laughs) See you, boss. You're a cracker. See you, mate. See you, mate. He fucking early was funny. And to everybody out there that has either a girl's name and they're a boy, or has a boy's name and they're a girl, or could be one of these multi-named thingamabobs, fuck, that was funny. Such a cracking bloke. Now, how the hell... Do I get out of this shit heap? Oh, I've got to go that way. That is so good. Well, anyway, mate, you are a belter, Stacey. And I look forward to sharing that on the podcast. Jesus, he was funny.
That's the end of another Aussie Uber podcast. And it just goes to show you that you just don't know who's going to get in the car. And I really am just bloody lucky, as I said at the start of the podcast, that these people are willing to share their stories. So a special thanks to all of those passengers that have done so, so far, and those that will do so in the future. I'd like to say thank you to all those people that have rated, reviewed, and subscribed to the podcast. And for all of those that have also donated via the Patreon link on the webpage, that money does go back into the running of the podcast. It is getting bigger and bigger as uh, as we go, and I'm excited about the future of it. A lot of irons in the fire at the moment, and we could be seeing this on a bit more of a bigger scale, but we'll, we'll just tread carefully with that until we find out a bit more. In the meantime, thank you so much. Remember, life's too short. Enjoy every moment, and I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Take care.